Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Friday, May 27th, 2016, and welcome to episode number 167 of the Mothership Broadcast. Of course, one year older and continuing, always continuing to be bolder, is, of course, the one and the only WWS Revolution, the Mothership Broadcast. This is Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you as we continue our big-time action pet week here in the WWS Radio Network, as always. Of course, joining me here this evening, of course, to get things rocking and rolling here, <clears throat> bringing your wrestling news and views here momentarily, is the one and the only uh, news tag team known simply as King Ice. Of course, King and WOGTS Gerard T. Smith, 2014 WWS Hall of Famer, as well as the mainstay of the radio network and the COO of WCWS, and his partner, the Iceman J.D. Jerry Geralmo from Raw Radio and a list of all, some of our other shows in the radio network, <clears throat> as well as, of course, the 2015 Hall of Famer. Of course, Gerard and J.D. is two-thirds of the team that brings you now wrestling debate every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 right here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. And on the chat box here tonight, the human suplex machine, John Gross, of course, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, uh, of course, also... Uh, on the chat box, like I said, he's the first 2016 Hall of Famer, of course, from Raw Radio. Gentlemen, welcome to number 167 of the infamous show known only around this neck of the woods as Revolution. We're ready to start the weekend in style. 
We sure are indeed. Of course, Memorial Day just right around the corner here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, big-time holiday here popping up for folks. And, of course, we have a lot to talk about here tonight. Uh, Of course, like I said, Fort King Ice will be bringing us our wrestling news and views here of the day. Uh, We sure have a bunch of stuff to talk about here tonight. And, of course, our human suplex machine, John Gross, has a chock full of wrestling History as well as some birthdays here tonight, and some stuff you might find out, including a very interesting piece of wrestling history that you might you might you might uh, find uh, pretty darn interesting. And we'll review it here momentarily. Um, plus, we'll be you know we'll be chewing the fat on a, on a few little uh, wrestling topics here. Uh, uh, just uh, as out of the blue here, uh, we'll just be uh, <clears throat> just be just talking all wrestling here tonight, here, ladies and gentlemen. But if you want to. <clears throat> Uh, give your thoughts and opinions on everything we talk about here tonight, about everything that myself and Gerard, J.D. and John talk about here this evening here on the Mothership Broadcast. Please feel free to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-724-444-7444. Man, that is a lot of fours. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the magic six numbers here in the revolution is one three eight zero five five pound and definitely press that one if you want to chime in on anything that myself, Gerard, J.D., and John, <clears throat> the fearsome four here tonight, have to say here on Revolution. And so we'll get right on to it with uh, two out of the four here, uh, get right here in just a couple minutes. Of course, one of the infamous ta- news tag team, you know, simply as King Ice, as, of course, we always say they, give you, they bring in the rest of the news that's fit to print, and, of course, if it's not fit to print, they'll make, sure, they'll make absolutely certain don't, don't make it absolutely certain it will fit. <laughs> yes. And so we get right on into it here, ladies and gentlemen, with <clears throat> King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith. And we'll start us off with some of our wrestling news and reviews of the day. Gerard, my man, go ahead and bring us what you got here in the world of wrestling today. WWE Hall of Famer Larry Sabisco is backstage for tonight's NXT live event. Local Beach coach Adam Page, Adam Pierce tweeted the following. AJ Kugel will be graced tonight with the presence of a living legend. WWE announced the following today. WWE Studios, Sony Pictures. WWE Studios, Sony Pictures Worldwide today announced the two stories will partner on an upcoming action film. The Marine 5 Battleground, directed by James Nunn. The feature will... The movie will feature The Miz, Maurice, He's Slater, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, Naomi. The film will begin production 
trying to find out SmackDown ratings, however, and uh, if we hear anything else, we don't, we'll let you know, but at this point, we know that they had the lowest ratings on USA last night. We don't have the final tally number yet, but we do know that they were low, so we will keep you informed on that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, thank you very much there, uh, uh, gentlemen, Gerard and JD. Of course, congrats with all your premier WWUS news team. With, like I said, all the news, bringing all the news that is fit to print. As they, as, and if it can't fit, then like I said, they will definitely make it fit. They always do right here in the, w, in the WWS Radio Network. And ladies and gentlemen, like I said, uh, <clears throat> our, our resident historian here in the Radio Network, WWU, um, of course, the Human Success Machine, John Gross, has our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, May 27th. Uh, let's go ahead and see what he's got here. And he's got a, he's got a good amount here, so let's go see what he's got. And I'm sure everybody said, uh, myself, Gerard, and JD are kind of itching to see what he's, or kind of itching to hear all this. So let's go ahead and chime on in here. <clears throat> 28 years ago today here, um, 1988 in Sendai, Japan, the late Owen Hart defeated Hiroshi Hase, I guess I, that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. To win the, okay, thank you. I, I got one right finally, good. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship to win that championship, I should say. On the same show, Tatsumi Fujinami and Ricky Choshu fought to a no contest for the IWGP Heavyweight title. Championship is held up pending a rematch. The rematch does not occur until nearly a month later in Osaka, Fujinami reclaiming the title. Wow, that's amazing. On this day in 1994, AAA presented Triple Mania. Main event had Conan take on Jake Roberts in a best three falls hair versus hair match. Conan got the victory, thus having Roberts head shaved. <laughs> wow. Amazing. I, I, I would have loved to picture how Jake Roberts got bald. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Have you ever seen a picture of Jake Roberts bald? No, I don't think I ever have. I've never seen that. This was this was in between him leave him leaving WWF in '92 and coming back in '96 apparently. Huh. Wow. And he, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, here is uh, of course we mentioned before there was a big moment here in wrestling history that occurred today, and John has it right here for us. <clears throat> uh, WCW presented. Okay. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about here, John. <clears throat> WCW presented the first two-hour edition of, okay, he, okay. Okay, he said the WCW presented the first two-hour edition of uh, of Monday Night Raw. Okay, John, are, do you mean, okay, are you mean WCW presented, presented uh, Nitro, or, you, or do you mean WWF presented Raw? I mean, which one do you mean? So that don't make any sense. Let me see what. Let me get this clarified, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Okay, I see what. Okay, hold on. I see what he means. Okay, hold on. We got it straight. It's nitro. 
It's Nitro. Present the first two-hour edition of Monday Nitro. Scott Hall and Gerard, you're going to love listening to this. Made his return to WCW after a four-year absence. The last time anyone saw Scott Hall was at MSG when he was Razor Ramon in, in the WWF. He, Kevin Nash, of course, known as Diesel, Shawn Michaels, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley, of course, Triple H, did the infamous KFAF curtain call at MSG. I'm sure you, draw. I'm sure you and JD remember that uh, yep. infamous moment. Uh, that same night on Raw, Goldust did the unthinkable by by kissing an unconscious Ahmed Johnson after Ahmed had lost a King of the Ring qualifying match to Vader after Owen Hart hit him with his cast. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay. On this date in 2002, Rob Van Dam the Eddie Guerrero in a ladder match to win his second WWE Intercontinental Championship. Okay. On the same on that same show, Terry Runnels defeated Stephen Richards to win the, the WWE Hardcore title, only losing it back to Stephen Richards. Also on that same show featured the return of Chris Benoit just 11 months after being injured. The last time anyone saw Benoit was at the 2001 King of the Ring when he took on Chris Jericho and Steve and Steve Austin in a triple threat match for the WWE title, and then after Benoit had recent neck surgery. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Because Benoit did not take place during the invasion. He didn't wrestle during the invasion angle either, right? No, yeah, next return, Dr. Youngblood, Heller, and he's out. A long right, time. Benoit and Triple H was two of those guys that didn't wrestle during the invasion angle, right? Right. Okay. Uh, and like I we have two birthdays here tonight, today. Today is the 34th birthday of Natalia. Happy 34th birthday to the niece, of course, of the Hall of Famer, Brett the Hitman Harden, daughter of Jim Anvil Neidhart. And here's a surprise here, and we got some big-time history on this fella. Today is a happy 61st birthday to former WCW owner and former WWE Raw GM. Yes, I am referring to the one and the only Eric Bischoff. His DVD's coming out in a few weeks, however. Uh, I might have to give me. I might have to take a look at that. Mm-hmm. And John got some history on him. I'm sure y'all would love to hear some of his history. I have let's see what we got. Let's let's go here. We got plenty of time. Let's hear it. Bischoff was born in Detroit. He, ha- he held a number of occupations, including owning a landscape company, working as a vet, kickboxing professionally, and running a butcher shop out of a van. <laughs> okay. Bischoff broke into the wrestling business with Vern Gagne's Wrestling Association. I think that was AWA, I believe. Yep. yep. And, be- and became the on-air interviewer and host in its dying days. Before he got in front of the camera, he worked at the sales department for AWA syndicated show, AWA All-Star Wrestling. Bischoff was thrown into the fire because the regular announcer, Larry Nelson, was arrested on DUI charges. Byrne and his son, Greg, recruited Bischoff because he was available and was dressed for the job. With the AWA struggling to make ends meet, Bischoff tried to get a job with the WWE in 1990, but was unsuccessful following AWA's de- de- demise excuse me, in 1991. Bischoff joined WCW, debuted at the Great American Bash. 
Bischoff would announce for WCW's C shows and report to producer slash announcer Tony Schiavone and WCW's vice president Jim Ross. When Bill Watts resigned from WCW, Bischoff went to TBS executive Bill Shaw and WCW vice president Bob, I guess that's pronounced Drew Duhu, or I don't know how you pronounce that, and applied for the job. The job seemingly alive for either Ross or Shivani, it went to Bischoff. Shivani stayed on as a producer and commentator. Ross was pulled from WCW, leading him to demand JR's release from the company. Bischoff became executive vice president of WCW in 1994, making him WCW's top man. Not named, not named Ted Turner, obviously. One of Bischoff's first acts was to move the TV tapings to Disney MGM Studios in Orlando. The move got him close to the retired wrestler turned actor Hulk Hogan. After meeting with Bischoff and Ric Flair, Hogan ended up signing with WCW. Bischoff convinced Turner executives to advance the WCW, upgrading the production values of their, pro- of their programming, and increase the company's pay-per-view offerings. In 1995, he introduced Nitro to compete with WWE's weekly offer Monday Night Raw. The changes had paid off. That same year, he turned he turned in a profit. I mean, WWE turned in a profit for the first time ever. That, that same year, he signed two key signings that were very popular in the WWE. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, known as Razor Ramon and Diesel. To avoid legal action by WCW, Bischoff asked if Nash and Hall had worked for the WWF at the Great American at the Great American Bash, and both said no. And after the interview, after Bischoff had refused to tell him who their opponents were at Bash at the Beach, Nash and Hall attacked Bischoff and ended with Nash powerbombing Bischoff through the table. Yes. With the addition of Hulk Hogan, the threesome formed the New World Order, a renegade company looking to take over WCW through hostile means. At the same year, he joined the group. He would quickly engulf the entire company from wrestlers to executives to, from wrestlers to executives and announcers. It proved to be quite popular with viewing audiences, and WCW continued to take down the WWE as the top wrestling promotion in the company, highlighted by Nitro beating Raw in the head-to-head reigns from June 10, 1996 to April 13, 1998. Bischoff eventually became an on-screen manager and authority figure, dubbed Easy e by Scott Hall. Yeah, I remember that. Bischoff was depicted as an ego egomaniacal, power-hungry boss. He enjoyed mainstream exposure around this time. He appeared on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno in the HBO hit series Arliss. WWE, WWE rebounded in part to the movement that same year, their attitude movement, focusing on a new crop of superstars including The Rock, Steve Austin, Kane, DX, Mick Foley, The Undertaker, and Vince McMahon. With Raw overtaking Nitro in April 1998, WCW continued to remain strong against WWE for the remainder of 1998, highlighted by Bill Goldberg defeating Hulk Hogan for the WCW title in front of nearly 40,000 people in the Georgia Dome in July. Despite him being a huge draw at the box office around the 1998 holiday season, drew nearly $1 million at the gate. He said, okay, he means three shows around the 98 holiday season, drew nearly $1 million at the gate. The decision was made to end Goldberg's 15-month streak in late 1998, Kevin Nash was promoted to head Booker, chosen to be the man to end the streak. On January, in January 1999, he dropped the title to Hogan in a match infamous for its finger poke of doom. We talked about that here, too. The match in the New World Order saw the first crash of trouble for WCW. 
In addition to WWE continuing to promote their aging stars, Eric had brought in celebrities to the fold, but with their ratings, revenue, and attendance failing and the company performing at a loss, Bischoff was relieved from, relieved from his post as president of WCW. Bischoff returned to WCW in April 2000 as an on-screen character as he and Russo led the New Blood faction, but he was off-camera again in July following Russo's work shoot on Hulk Hogan. Bischoff had a group of investors to buy WCW in late 2000. WWE, though, however, finally bought WCW. WWE bought most of its assets following the WCW sale. Bischoff became the president of, of youth-based wrestling company known as Matt Rats. <laughs> okay. But in 2002, Bischoff was finally brought to WWE to be the on-screen general manager of Raw, a term he served for three years. He clashed with Stephanie McMahon the same year as he stole Triple H, the Un-Americans, Stacey Keebler, Chris Jericho, Randy Orton, the Hurricane, Al Snow, and others from SmackDown to Raw. By September, he had some good moments. He gave Triple H the World Heavyweight title. He even provided HLA. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, man. Um, and also invaded the SmackDown wedding between Billy and Chuck. Uh, he also brought in Jamal and Rosie as well and brought, and brought in Raw Roulette and, and also the Elimination Chamber match. Yes, I do recall that, too. He wrestled his first Raw match in February 2003, defeating Jim Ross, but lost at no way out, of course, to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Him and Stone Cold shared general manager dues from April, 2000, from April 2003 through March 2004. Given Bischoff, Bischoff full general manager rights of Raw, he had his head shaved by his nephew Eugene at Taboo Tuesday. In 2005, he had feuds with ECW's Paul Heyman, in which him and a bunch of Crusaders invaded ECW One Night Stand, but Bischoff and his Crusaders were destroyed by the ECW superstars and Stone Cold Steve Austin. His other 2005 feud was with John Cena. He declared war on Cena and enlisted Christian. Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, and others to try to take John Cena's WWE title and then engage in an interbrand war with SmackDown and Teddy Long as Bischoff sh- shut the lights out on SmackDown's match at Raw Homecoming in in the USA and also on the same show. He lost a WWE title match to John Cena. Uh, WCW... Oh, okay, that's right. He's talking about that other. Okay. As Survivor Series, he, he and Team Raw had, had, had a bad night. Bischoff lost his singles match to Tay Long and Team SmackDown and defeated Team Raw. After his three-year reign as general manager, he was finally fired following a trial where his misdeeds were aired out. Bischoff got thrown into a garbage truck and taken out of the arena. He sat out the remainder of the year and into 2006. He returned to WWE in September by cutting a work shoot promo on McMahon in the WWE at Cyber Sunday, he was voted as the guest referee for the DX rated RKO match. He interjected himself in the bout, tossing DX the match. But DX got payback on him by attacking Bischoff the same night. Bischoff was not seen again. I remember what happened with that. That was funny. His final appearance was on Raw's 15th anniversary special where he was confronted by Chris Jericho, whom he fired two years before. In 2009, him and Hulk Hogan negotiated a deal with TNA. They debuted in January as an alliance hoping to rebuild the company. He interjected himself into a few storylines, particularly ones with Jeff Jarrett, Mick Foley, and Abyss. During the spring and summer, Bischoff and others feuded with Sting and Kevin Nash, who claimed that a conspiracy was happening. <clears throat> Abyss turned on Hogan and attacked then-teenage champion RVD and then claimed that the outside entity made him do it. Abyss held teenage President Dixie Carter hostage. 
This was for Bound for Glory. Bischoff then presented the paperwork to Carter that would have Abyss fired following his match against RVD. But we all know that didn't happen. Bischoff turned heel that night at Bound for Glory with Hogan, helping Jeff Hardy win the TNA World title. The threesome aligned with Jared and Abyss to form Immortal. They aligned with Ric Flair's group Fortune. It also gave Hogan and Bischoff full control of the company. Both the groups split up after three months, saying they would not see TNA suffer the same fate as WCW. In October 2011, Immortal lost control to Dixie Carter as Sting beat Hogan at Bound for Glory. Hogan turned on his stable, saving Sting. Then Eric began his feud with Garrett. I believe believe that was Garrett Bischoff. Yeah. In April, Garrett's team defeated Bischoff's team with Garrett forcing his son out of the company. Eric did not appear on TNA programming following lockdown. He remained on his backstage roles until he left TNA in October 2013. In May 2015, that last year, Bischoff, his son, Garrett, business partner, Jason Hervey, sued TNA for unpaid salary. The suit appears to be in litigation. Bischoff made his WWE return in 2015 on a Legends interview with JBL. Bischoff and his partner, Jason Hervey, made a, have a production company that specializes in reality television. Eric Buff has homes in Cody, Wyoming, Scottsdale, Arizona, and Los Angeles. He and his wife will rehab two children. He became a two-time PWI Feud of the Year winner in 1996 versus Vince McMahon and 2002 versus Stephanie McMahon. He won Wrestling Observer Newsletter's Best Non-Wrestler Award in 2005. And that's all John has for the history and birthdays for today. John, that's a mouthful, but thank you very much for providing that here to us for today. And Gerard and J.D., King and I, thank you very much for providing us the news and views here for this evening. Boy, talk about, talk about a mouthful here, guys. Woo! 1-724-444-7444. Call ID one three zero five five pound You're listening to episode number 167 of the Motion Broadcast, WWS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. Joining me here this evening <clears throat> is, of course, King Ice, King WOGTS, Gerard T. Smith, <clears throat> of course, 2014 Hall of Famer, as well as the mainstay of the radio network and the COO of WWS. <clears throat> of course, and his partner, the Iceman, J.D., Jeremy Geralmo from Guau Radio, and, of course, all of our other shows here in the radio network. Of course, Gerard and J.D., of course, two-thirds uh, of the team, the NWO Madness Kingdom that bring you wrestling debate every Wednesday evening from 8 to 9 right here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> and also there, and also tonight here uh, on the chat box, team is Suplex Machine John Gross, the first 2016 Hall of Famer <clears throat> from Raw Radio. Um, well, you know, this is pretty, you know, like I said, John did, like I said, had some pretty interesting factoids here about uh about like I said, like I said today, about it being Bischoff's sixty-first birthday here. Uh, I was watching the DVD. Um, of some I came from uh, WWE 24/7's uh, thing called The Legend of Wrestling, talking about the Heat Seekers, and Eric Bischoff was actually one of the uh, panelists for this. I think he actually mentioned his birthday was May 27th, so that was kind of interesting to hear that. Uh, I gotta hear. I gotta hear y'all's take on what he's got here. Uh Gerard, let me start with you, but your overall take here on uh some of this uh history here about uh, Eric Bischoff. Your thoughts here. 
I always thought he was a wrestling mind genius. Uh, he could be an on, on-air character. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about Eric Bischoff. Okay. JD, your thoughts, sir, please? He was a unique individual, no question about it. He made the Monday Night Wars, however, exciting, however, with his style. However, I mean, he would go out there and spoil, however, raw ratings, raw results. However, and he didn't care if he pissed off everyone and he made you angry, whether you loved him or hated him. But he brought a lot of guys in with him. However, I mean, he brought Hall Nash back to WCW, obviously. However, and he brought a lot of guys in, like Goldberg and stuff like that. So, uh... He he definitely had his critics, too, however. A lot of people were down on him, however, and some were positive about him. And like I said, his DVD should be worth watching in a few weeks. John, did you have a, a thought and opinion about uh, what you said here tonight about Eric Bischoff? Why I get his opinion here. You know, one, one of the things here, you know, we've talked about this, I'm sure, a couple of times as well. <clears throat> You know, that it's been documented around the time that WCW was, you know, but was, was you know, going to be canceled and all. That was, well, it's been documented that Eric Bischoff was, was preparing to, was planning on buying it before, you know, Vince McMahon came, kind of swooped in and, kind of swooped in and did it himself. Um, your, and then let me pose this question. Jordan, let me, let me start with you. Well, it, I think I asked this before, but let me let me get your take on this one more time. If, in fact, say, say just for a second argument, say if Bischoff did, was able to secure WCW, do you think that it would have been able to last longer than it did? Do you think it would have still been around today? I say yes. JD, same question. What's that? If, in fact, Bischoff was able to purchase WCW, do you think it would have been around, still been around today? I think you'd have a tough time considering what's going on, but yeah, I think they would uh, give WWE a battle, however, and just uh, get out with their uh, dignity and uh, they'd be uh, winning the war, however, or at least trying to win the war and uh, make it exciting and uh, try to hang on. But, yeah, I think they'd still be around. Mm-hmm. Okay. But do you think it would have... Uh, let's see how else I could put it. Um, let me see. Let's see. Do you think it would have done some of the same stuff that WWE is doing now? Uh, Gerard or JD? I think uh, WWE is just barely clinging to life right now with what they're doing. However, I mean, yeah, they've had a lot of guys hurt, however, but even when they bring back the guys that they're supposed to bring back, however, I mean, they're trying to at least get people interested in the product, and, and they're also trying to do stuff out of their minor league, too, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, John talks about Bischoff. 
excuse me, guys, I'm also eating supper here while I'm talking to talking on the show tonight. Uh, he says, what, so what can you say about Bischoff? The man's done it all. WWE, WCW, and TNA. Bischoff was the best of owner of WCW history, bar none. Uh, and John says, 1995 and 2001 were the years you would remember for the Monday Night Wars. Would y'all necessarily agree with that? Gerard, your take on it, would, would you necessarily agree with that, with what John just said right here, about 1995 and 2001 would be the best years to remember for the Monday Night Wars? Gerard, are you there, sir? J.D., I'll pose this question to you while I'm for Gerard. Sure. That, well, John, one thing that John was saying in his thoughts about Bischoff. Yeah. Was that 1995 and 2001 would be the years you would remember for the Monday Night Wars? Do you necessarily agree with that statement? Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, when he started the Monday Night Wars, however, a lot of people thought he was crazy. He talks about in his book, Controversy Creates Cash. Like I said, his new DVD comes out, of course, in less than 10 days. Of course, I'm sure he's definitely going to talk about that quite a bit, I'm sure. In fact, I'm going to try to watch, uh, see if I can watch the intro to this thing. But there's going to be a lot of things I'm sure he's not going to hold back punches on. I mean, like I said, I mean, he was good friends with some of the wrestlers, both in and out of ring, guys like Hogan, Nash, Hall. And some of the stuff, I mean, like I said, how our, uh, he had to uh, let these guys go, how on their own very way, how are into other companies like uh, Austin and Mick Foley. And, of course, he has battles with Ric Flair, of course. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he has to say, you know. I mean, a lot of people think he uh, isn't going to pull any punches and, uh, let's just say, go off on everyone. But uh, I kind of disagree. It's going to be a very interesting read. They say from what I mean right now, however. Uh, of course, he has six hours of extras. Uh, the documentary is an hour and a half. So it's going to be a very, very unique DVD, however. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerard, I'll be back, sir. John, your statement that you made about 1995 and 01, um, the years that you would remember for the Monday Night Wars, uh, your your take on that? Uh, did you agree with your your own statement about that?
Let me ask you this, though. Maybe ask everyone else the same question. I mean, yeah, we know about his ego. Yeah, we know something's gone away, however, both in and out of with Bischoff, however. Do you think now, however, with the way things are going with Shane and Stephanie, do you think if he got back into wrestling, and I'm just saying hypothetically now, if he got back into wrestling, he could maybe challenge Stephanie and Shane? Or do you think it's too little too late? Uh... I wouldn't. I would personally would like to see that. That would be. That might. That might. You know, if, if Shane McMahon comes back, would made a small boost in the ratings for Raw. I wouldn't mind seeing. I would think maybe, maybe, Bischoff after a little bit of a, of a hiatus from WWE. I wouldn't mind seeing that myself personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, think about this. Think about this. You know, for just a second. Uh, uh, <clears throat> but pose this, you know, for a minute. Uh, uh, you know, you're talking about doing this draft, for example. Uh, yeah, I know that. You know, there's, I know that. Uh, <clears throat> you know, thing is, it could come to a point that uh, you said that you know that that man children could have raw, and then all of a sudden. You know, you know, who would be in charge of SmackDown? You know, the surprising, tw- and then there would be a surprising twist. I guess, oh no, look who it is. It's Bischoff. Well, what's he doing back here? Couldn't see him come on in a long time. So, I mean, they'll do anything to try to keep the, the ratings up for both shows. I mean, I think Raw needs it a whole lot more than SmackDown nowadays. Uh, but uh, one thing you want to point out, though, I mean, he grew up in Detroit, but he also was born in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That's a good point too. I mean, do you think honestly? Yeah. And I asked Gerard and you and JD this both. Do you think you? I know. I know this. I know Hogan was involved with this too. But do you think that Bischoff's involvement in TNA really helped TNA at all? No. I'll ask you this first. Oh, sorry. Do I think Bischoff and Hogan helped TNA? Yes. Uh, no. No, you don't. You don't think so? Not really, because the ratings kind of went down when they took over. Uh, Kind of, I don't know. Everybody kind of blamed them for the downfall. I don't really know if Bischoff and Hogan were the downfall, but they were blamed for the the downfall and the kind of the slack of TNA. And uh, so, mm-hmm. kind of sucks. You're right, JD. Your take on the same question. No, I don't think so, because TNA, however, started to really fall apart around that time, and they thought, however, if they could compete with WWE at the time when they tried to do their own Monday Night War, however, with Hogan and Bischoff and Hall and Nash, the band, if you will, they were going to maybe try to put a dent into WWE's uh, arsenal, and they kind of didn't do that at all. Right. And you see, one thing that that I think that John did say in here, I'm trying... I'm definitely trying 
trying to trying to find it here, and I don't know where it is. But you know, they were saying something about um, something about you know that they, they didn't something about they didn't want. Okay, here it is. Uh, yeah, that something about they didn't want TNA to suffer the same fate as you know WCW. I mean. I mean, do you, do, you, do you honestly think that with Bishop and Hogan being there, do you think that it would have actually suffered that the same fate that WCW did? Mm. Or I'll pose that to you. I'll pose that to you first. Gerard, you still there, bud? Oh, Gerard, did we lose you there, bud? Sorry. I'll pose, uh, Gerard, I'll come back to you. Uh, J.D., I'll pose, I'll pose the same question. Um, but do you think do you think eventually uh, with Bischoff and Hogan's presence, do you think, you know, the TNA would have possibly suffered at that, around that time, the same fate as WCW? I think so, because you think about it, the reason why WCW went out of business, however, I mean, we talked about it many, many, many times before, is because when Russo came in, he thought he could write his crash version of TV, and I've mentioned it many times on the other shows. He thought, however, after leaving Vince McMahon along with Ferrara, he could do his kind of TV anytime, anywhere, however. And, of course, WCW was, of course, for the longest time, tradition in the South and the Crockett's, and, of course, uh, other people who ran over the company and did different uh, presidents and vice presidents, all that such, however. But they figure, how after getting guys like Hogan, Nash, Hall, Savage, etc., how they could uh, try to at least uh, challenge Vince Howard. And, and they tried to. I mean, for a long time, they were on top for a few years, like I said. But once Austin McMahon started, however, and then, of course, WCW, of course, if you read, of course, seen the rise of Paul's WCW, the DVD, and, of course, read the book. Of course, they talk about some of the stupid stuff they got away with, Howard. And like I said, it was just around, I'd say, by the summer and the fall of 99 that the wheels started to come apart slowly. I mean, they started to, I mean, because they were doing the same old stuff, however, and that's when people like Jericho and Benoit and all those people were, like, fed up with Nash and Hogan and Luger and all those old veterans saying, why are you keeping us down? You've been keeping us down for a long time. It's time for us to uh, make an impact. And we've done other places like Japan, Mexico, Europe other federations, ECW, whatever. And at the same time, however, it's just like, yeah, some of these guys are going up against the same guys, however, they're going up against bigger guys, and yeah, sometimes they'll pick up wins against bigger talent, but sometimes they'll always be on the short and the stick, and their uh, paychecks were just hanging by a thread, because, I mean, these got the other guys, like the older veterans, like the Hogan, the Nashes, and the Halls, they were making big, buku money, however, while the little lesser-known guys were, like, making decent money, but they weren't making nearly top main event money, because they were always being pushed down. Certainly, sir.
But uh, you get that, like I said, regardless, like I said, I mean, in either way, I mean, regardless if it's been, always been positive or negative, I think we can all agree that Bischoff has made some sort of impact in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. Regardless of how long, I mean, regardless of when it was, I mean, like I said, I mean, from what it said right here, what John said right here, I mean, it has even go as far back as the AWA. Um, and then, of course, like I said, you know, he, I mean, he, he, he even attempted to, to get into the to WWF early, and then he, but they, he was, he, she was denied then, and so eventually, and I'm, I'm, and I'm sure that I wonder if he was ever, if he ever got his foot in WWF early, what would have happened? You know, maybe, like I said, somehow. Um, I don't know, and then eventually maybe like for a little while he would probably make it big in WWF for a little while, and then maybe eventually you know the thing would the stuff would happen. That said, I don't know if stuff would happen any different. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think what happened was, I mean, when he got to WWE in '90, however, he realized how there was not many federations left to give him a chance because you think about all the federations that started drying up around that time. You had AWA, you had UWF Mid-South, however, you had World Class going out of business, however, and like I said, WCW was just being bought out, however, I mean, they, they were just coming in their own after being bought out from the National Wrestling Alliance and everything like that. Just a lot of these territories, however, were starting to go, uh, go under, or at least they were trying to at least survive, but at the same time, they weren't doing much, you know? Certainly, yeah. Yeah, so... so. <clears throat> Bischoff wanted to be a survivor, pretty much. Oh, and he, he and like I said, his book tells the story about it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But the book you're referring to is the one that he wrote that uh, started talking about the one he wrote that that he that was that he came out with. I'll talk in a minute. Excuse me. That in um, what was he was maybe the one what was the one called controversy creates cash. Yes. That one right there. Okay, I remember. In the in the DVD called The New and Improved DX, they showed the clip where uh, that Bischoff was talking. Bischoff and Chris Masters was talking about the book and all that. All of a sudden, DX comes out about it, and and I think Bischoff ends up Bischoff. I mean, Shawn Michaels ends up asking Bischoff. I said, or, "Did you mention have mentioned anything about DX?" And Bischoff said, "Yeah, I did mention. I did mention you uh, in the book, and I just pretty much said." Uh, he said, quite frankly, that uh, he said that DX is nothing more than a blatant ripoff of the NWO. Yeah, for a long time, Sean Hunter did not find that amusing at all, and especially Sean. Uh, Sean, when if you remember, Sean was very angry when Bischoff first came in. He was one of the few guys uh, saying, "What is he doing here?" I mean, for the longest time, however, he had my friends, and I mean, I was, I mean, he had my friends. Basically, uh, he was working. My friends were working for him, however, and now he thinks he's going to come and tell me what to do. However, and if he thinks he's going to tell what people like he let go back in the day, like Austin and Mick, what to do, he's got another thing coming. Right, exactly. Uh, Gerard, uh, back on there, bud. I'm sorry. I... Have you made it back on there, sir? Okay, he must have stepped away for this moment. But I definitely want to get his thoughts about that, too. I mean, 
mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, I know the end of, I mean, I know that, you know, that the NWO came first and then it was DX and all, but, I mean, I think there was only one difference there, if you, and, and let's, let's, let's talk about that a minute, between the NWO and DX. By far, first off, let me go ahead and say this, two of the greatest wrestling stables in the history of wrestling. Yep. Bar none. You cannot say anything bad about either one of them, period. And I'm not about to, period. Because, like I said, both produced some of the best talent in the history of wrestling, bar none. But, yes, I know the NWO started first, and then DX came up a year later at least. Okay. However, if you, I'm sure you would agree, J.D., Mm-hmm. That there was indeed, there was in fact a difference, one difference, and that was the fact that DX, unlike the NWO, did not produce so many members like the NWO did. I think, I mean, was that was that something that they didn't want that the WF, the WF did not want to do with DX? Like what WCW did with the NWO, just is add people to the to the to this stable, you know. And you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I know because Hogan said something about when they ended up, when they brought the NWO to WWE, and they said that they didn't want it to water down. They want they want it watered down. I mean, do you do you agree with the fact about how they did? It? I mean, because like I said, keep in mind that the NWO. You had a bunch of guys in it. I mean, you had, of course, you had Hogan, Hall, and Nash. Um, and then, of course, later on, you would have everybody from Scott Norton to Buff Bagwell to Conan, Brian Adams, Scott Steiner, Kurt Henning. Uh, let, let me see who else did you have. Uh, Vincent, the Disciple. Uh, um, bear with me here. I'm just trying to name off a few here. Uh, uh, Stevie Ray joined them for a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it broke off the NW the, to the Wolf Pack as well, the Red and Black. Of course, Kevin Nash, he brought in. It was Macho Man was part of that. Macho Man, yeah, there he is. And uh, Macho Man was part of it. Of Lex Luger and Sting was brought in with the Wolf Pack. Uh, Conan was brought in with the Wolf Pack. Uh, I don't know if you would consider him a member, but the Dis- even the Disco Inferno were a part of it. I mean, why? I don't know. <laughs> that was hilarious, though. That was just funny. Anyway, DX didn't, do- but they didn't do that with DX no. back in the day. I mean, the only guy, the only people you had between its founding. And towards the end of it, primarily was a majority of it was like as far you had Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and in the beginning it was it was Shawn Michaels, Triple H, China, and Rick Rude that started it, right? Yeah. Okay. Then, then I think it was like that up until what WrestleMania fourteen. 
that Rick Rude left, of course, that was a big thing because he was, he was on Raw one minute. The next minute, he's on Monday Nitro the same night. Well, Raw was, taped, Raw was taped then. Right, Raw was taped, sure, yeah. But, I mean, of course, still, but still, it was, yeah. it was the same night that they said that, about, mm-hmm. about that, sure. Yeah. But anyway, 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 then by WrestleMania 14, after Shawn Michaels loses the title to Stone Cold, it's down to Triple H in China. All of a sudden, here comes, you know, X-Pac back from WCW to WWF. And then, of course, they add on the, out, the New Age Outlaws to the mix. Yep. So, so, and so, so, so the thing is, unofficially, you know, you know as of today, I mean, I, you know, I know now that, sadly, Billy Gunn is no longer in the WWE right now, which is a pity. I mean, that's a darn shame. Yeah. I hope they decide to bring him back soon. I hope so. I, mean, I really do hope so. Yeah, it's a shame about what, what he did. Yeah, but I hope they bring him back. But, you know, right now, I mean, like I said, right up on the DX, is like I said, your main, your main five guys is Shawn Michaels, Triple H, X-Pac, and the Outlaws. Yeah, like the NWO had had, like I said, more members on. I mean, what, let me just say, what I'm trying to say, J.D., is this. Gerard, I'll ask you the same question. And Gerard, I'll ask you to start with you first, if you're on here, but Would the concept they did with the NWO, would that have worked with DX? Uh, I think DX worked uh, well with the five or six members they had. Uh, and I'm not trying to uh, diss the NWO, but the NWO had too many members. I think NWO would have worked well with uh, like 10 members. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And J.D., before I get your announcement, Gerard, I would love to inform you that WWS Studio has been has been uh, embraced by the infamous Spider. Uh, I think it's coming to you, Gerard. Uh, I think it's got a message on top of it. I'm not sure. Can you see what it says, please? Uh, Yeah. It says, Don't fuck with me or I'll bite you. Uh, that's probably not what it says. Uh, it yeah. says P B W B W A. The black widow bitch was attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, and that could only mean one thing, ladies and gentlemen. That's after making her return after several days, she she is back. <clears throat> Uh, she had a little bit of a little bit of difficulty here uh, um, last couple of nights, but we're glad to have her back on. It is the one and the only Paula Heyman to Gerard. Paula Heyman, of course, the Attitude Duo from Attitude Radio every Saturday night at nine, right on TalkShoe.com, and the and the third member of the NWO Madness Kingdom from Wrestling Debate every Wednesday night from eight to nine, right here on TalkShoe.com. It is the one and the only first 2015 WWS Hall of Famer. The Black Widow herself, the one and the only lovely, lovely Michelle and 
gods. Michelle, welcome to number 167 of Revolution. Hello, everybody. Hey, Michelle. Hello. Hello. We're just kind of chewing the fat here, Michelle. Uh, John did a very extensive wrestling history on on here tonight. Uh, The very last thing he mentioned to us was the fact that today is the 61st birthday of Eric Bischoff. And uh, we just start, he gave us an extensive history about that, and also we just started talking about other different things. Uh, and Gerard has come up with a very, very uh, unique uh, point of view about the, uh, we were talking about, like I said, the NWO and DX, uh, that would, would the, would, would the, uh, con- the NWO concept of having so many members work for DX, Gerard has never told us this point of view. Uh, JD, let me pose that same question to you. Hi. And and now I am. So go ahead, please. Well, I forgot what the question was. Well, what I'm asking is that the concept, as I mentioned before with the NWO, you remember all the members it had? Yeah. And what WCW did. What what I posed to Gerard just now, what I asked him was this. Do you think that concept would have worked for DX back in the day? I think the problem with the NWO is it started out great, and then over time, however, they got a little too cocky by adding more and more pieces to the puzzle. I mean, some of them were good pieces. Some of them were just pieces that wouldn't click. You know, Disco Inferno being one of them. I mean, I hate to say this, Louis Spicoli was another. I mean, some of these were good wrestlers, mind you. But at the same time, some of these guys were like Ham and Eggers, and they were just being brought on to like Worldwide or TBS Saturday Night to uh, do those type of matches, while the bigger boys were on like Nitro and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle, do you like to have a small thought about this little Um, yes, I would. Um, would it benefit DX? No. Um, did it benefit the NWO? Yes because the NWO, in my opinion, back in the day when you verse, when you put versus old versus new, um, yeah. the NWO just kept, you know, progressing and adding people and, you know, making it more interesting. DX, on the other hand, was just a simple little group of, you know, the A-listers of, you know, listed above. You know, we all know who was in DX. Um so, no, I don't think it would have benefited DX because I don't think anybody else would have fit in with their clique as far as NWO. <clears throat> Not everybody fit with them because, you know, Kevin Nash, you know, Scott Hall, you know, tag team buddies, X-Pac, X-Pac, shit. Well, yeah, but X-Pac, I mean, just, you know, it was all different variety of people. And like I said, some of them didn't click with them, but NWO was a big and, and uh, they were a very strong faction, even just uh, Hall and, and Nash in their own, really, um, mm-hmm. were unstoppable, unbeatable. Um, you know, as far as, as DX went, you know, X-Pac was a very strong competitor on his own or with DX or NWO or, um, you know, same thing with Hunter and Sean together. They were... They were a dynamic, funny duo as well as Paul and Nash. So I think right. that it benefited 
NWO a lot, but as far as DX, no. Okay. okay. Uh, good, good point of view there, Michelle. Uh, <clears throat> thank you very much, there. Uh, John, did you have a did you have a thought about the same question that I had? Because since Michelle's on, I kind of thought we would do, since we have about forty minutes left before we leave the air tonight, we would do her little favorite thing since she is back home with us. And John, I'm Simpson, back. Dun dun dun. dun. Okay, yeah. John says he's too much greeting with everybody. That's all he's saying. So he has nothing else to add. So. Uh, good points to you, everybody, and uh, plus, as, as I said before, happy birthday to Eric Bischoff. And also today is the 30, what, what, did, what did John say? 30, yeah, he's 34th birthday. 34th birthday to Natalia, yes, today. Yes. Wow, I'm older than Natalia, holy shit, that's scary. Yeah, yeah, that was the only other birthday uh, we had today, so. Uh, but uh, there was some good history, there was some good history, uh, too today, Michelle. Um, of course, one thing that really got me was I never, I never knew this. On this date in '94, I did not know that Jake St. Roberts had wrestled in AAA down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. He had wrestled a main event match against Conan, who was well known also in WCW for a time, in a best three falls hair versus hair match. With Conan winning and shaving Jake Roberts' head, <laughs> and I never had seen yeah. a picture. I never seen a picture of Jake Roberts' ball. I never. I, seen, I said I was shocked. I said, "Oh boy!" I said, "I never seen that before." That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Um, but anyway, I figured to. I figured that we got a few minutes. Uh, few minutes to go here, guys. I figured that uh, since we. Uh, can I make an opinion before we go any further, if you don't mind? Oh, do you want to add a little something there? Go ahead, please. Did anybody see TNA this week? No, I missed it. Gerard, did you see it? I think he's... Gerard, are you still there, sir? I think he might have stepped away for a minute. Uh, he's still on. Um, he's on. Yeah. I, I just want to do my little, you know, TNA review since I'm the TNA, well, whatever the hell I am of this, the guru, whatever. Oh, um, sure, Greg. Go ahead, please, yeah. Fill some time, go ahead. Um, yeah, I don't know where the hell they're going with Matt Hardy's character, uh, but it's uh, pretty different, pretty hilarious. I don't really know how to put it. It's kind of dumb and, and great in the same aspect. Um, you know, they got a big pay-per-view coming up, June 12th, 17th, 19th, one of those. Um, which I think is going to be great. They've got some great matches signed. Uh, Drew Galloway and Bobby Lashley. Uh, I, I still, to this day, don't understand that feud, honestly. I mean, yes, it's a big guy against a big guy and all that, but I, I just uh, don't know where TNA is going with that whole feud. Um, I think TNA is slowly going down the shitter, honestly. Um, but this whole Sienna, Sierra, or whatever the hell her name is, it, uh, what's her face, Maria brought in. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know who she's trying to portray or be like or, or what, but she's uh, 
she's a big girl. I mean, she's a force to be reckoned with. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as we know, Velvet Sky lost her job, supposedly. Um, she tried to do the same thing this week to Gail Campbell. Gail can beat the girl, so she got to keep her job. And um, honestly, I think Mike Bennett is a is a uh, he's brilliant. He's like the Seth Rollins of TNA in my eyes. Um, I, I think he's brilliant. Uh, EC3, I don't know if he gets on my damn nerves. I don't know where they're going with his character here lately either. Um, overall, I think, like I said, the TNA is basically going to the shitter ever since Beer Money's lost their title. I've seen James Storm once. Um, ever since DK won the title, the tag team titles from them, I have not seen them at all, which I don't understand that. If you're tag team champions, you might want to gloat it a little bit. They did the Extreme Belt Challenge or whatever the hell it was called. Um, Eddie Edwards had that one. And, of course, you know, Gregory Helms and his little whatever his name is uh, ruined that. Um, so, basically, it's basically with TNA, it's back to square one and they start stepping it up. Um, Matt Hardy looks like a skunk in my eyes because his hair is black and he has this big gray strip in his hair. and He's basically portraying the Willow character of, of his own brother, Jeff Hardy. He's turned away from his family and all this, and he's going after Jeff. And That's his main goal. His main target is that he wants to get back at his brother. And um, I think that the, once again, the TNA creative team has stepped way the hell off the boat. I don't know where they're going with them. So I, don't, I imagine the TNA probably isn't going to be around much longer, in my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. John did make one little uh, uh, statement here, Michelle. He, he mentioned something about Matt Hardy. Mm. He say he apparently said something about Matt Hardy looks like Beethoven. He looks like who? He looks like Beethoven, the composer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, maybe a little yeah. bit. But to me, he looks like a skunk. I don't know if he was talking about Beethoven the composer or Beethoven the German, the Saint Bernard. I don't know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know I either. The composer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, good to view there, Michelle. I'm, I might need to ask you to do some of that sometime. On, uh, uh, if you don't mind that sometime, you wouldn't mind. Uh, that might that might not be a bad idea to do that sometime. Hmm. I will gladly be your TNA reporter. Hey, that's not a bad idea, guys. That's not bad, actually, at all. But Gerard. Gerard, are you back on? What's that? I think we might have another... Uh, um, we might have another uh, addition to the Friday Night Revolution lineup here. Uh... Another segment you can add on. Michelle can do a review of TNA for us. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, Michelle, then it's in. There you go. Ooh. Uh, okay. This lineup, however you want to say it. TNA is going to shit. That's what I have to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, really. 
walk off the board of the ship like way the hell out of the ocean somewhere. Thank you very much, Gerard. Oh, so, Michelle, were you talking to somebody else, or are you still talking to us? I was asking Gerard if you Gerard watches it on the yeah, online or whatever. Oh, okay. Because like we can, I think we can barely hear you. I think. Can y'all hear, guys? She's probably in a rough location right now, but we can hear. Her. I can hear her a little bit. I can see the Lucas too, but I'm now just saying I want to make sure that uh, okay. Is this yeah. better? <laughs> that's better. Can you hear yeah. me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. Can you hear me that. now? <laughs> I still still can't believe that's still popular years after that came out. Over. So I was a- I was asking Gerard if he watched it because usually he watches it online over in Canada. Gerard, did you watch it? TNA? I think he stepped away again. Uh, Free beer at the bar. <laughs> oh, J- JD, wait a minute. Hold on, everybody. <laughs> Free beer at the bar. Free beer at the bar. <clears throat> okay. But uh, that's not bad. Uh, I like that thought. So, so, so we'll do that every Friday night, then. Okay. Okie dokie. I, I, I like that. Uh, um, so, like I said, Michelle, just just like I said, whatever you have to say about it. Uh, I said there's a little TNA review there, I mean, here and there. That's not bad. That's All righty. Oh, righty then. Not that I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I can do one or two Jim Carrey. I'll be the first woman of professional wrestling radio talk. Yes. Well, of course, remember that that's mm-hmm. still going to be the case because remember, we still... I still got that. I still got that show space all warmed up, ready for you. Whenever you get ready to do that. So. Yeah, damn. I keep Ron and I just kind of keep hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, don't worry about it. I mean, I'm not going to get rid of it, so don't worry about it. It's still. I'm so. I'm still keeping it. Don't worry about it. Only, only, only I can get rid of it, so don't worry about it. I'm not going to. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gerard, are you still? Are you still there with us, bud? Uh, J.D., since Gerard had to step away for a minute, you can do me a, a small favor here until he gets back. Yep. Um, if you can, serve, I have to do the three-minute warning again. Sure thing. Um, uh, do the plug, just do the uh, the plug for me, and uh, and uh, if you want to give a brief thing about what you're going to talk about Monday on Raw Radio, so you can go ahead and do that while I'm gone. Okay. I'll be right back. All right, and the number is one seven two four 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 seven four four four. Car ID number one three eight zero five five. However, 
And yes, this is episode 167 of the Revolution Radio Network for a Friday night, May the 27th, 2016. you got the Black Widow, Michelle Lindodds on. Of course, you've got Gerard T. Smith on. John Gross in the chat box, the human suplex machine. Of course, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw. And of course, I am the filling guy for at least for a couple seconds anyway, the host of Raw Radio and the host of Attitude Radio, as well as the Wrestling Debate, the Iceman, Jared T. Geraldo. Uh, let's see, what else could we uh, discuss, however? Uh, Michelle, what do you got planned this weekend? <laughs> uh, wrestling camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'll tell you what, though, it, it felt, it was definitely, I mean, it was crazy today. I mean, the heat is just unbearable, to say the least, for all of you, wherever you're at. I mean, I'm sure. It was Don't like I know. A, I mean, today, it, was, it felt like it was August today, rather than freaking late May. Mm-hmm. And uh, do not forget, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have a very special edition of Raw Radio this Monday for Memorial Day. We will be talking about... John Cena's big return, which should be very exciting this Monday night in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We will also have your wrestling news and dates, of course, and we might have a surprise or two, How I? Uh, let's see, what else? Um, did you read the article about Randy Orton? No, what, what was it? Uh, apparently, he's going to, when he returns, he's shooting with AJ Styles. Ooh, okay. I did not hear that. No. Mm, yeah, no, I don't like that idea. <laughs> yeah, that that's, that'll be interesting if they go that route. I mean, I am here, you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Gerard, are you still with us, sir? Apparently, he has not returned. I tried to see if he was back on. Are you back in? Not. Okay, he was wondering. He's on Facebook. He was wondering why. He was wondering why you did the plug. And oh, uh, you asked me to. Uh, and I, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's okay, JD. It was my. Gerard, my apologies, sir. I asked him to do that because I did not I did not hear from him. I had to take care of an errand. I apologize on that. So I I accept responsibility for that. My apologies. Uh, also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and throw out too of you know, we do once again have an action-packed week coming up in WWS Radio Network. <clears throat> in addition, of course, to Raw Radio here coming up Monday afternoon. Of course, JD and John and Gerard and the gang. Uh, of course, uh, Double Dose Tuesday will be, of course, with uh, Wrestling Revisited. Of course, Gerard, John, Gerard, JD, excuse me. And of course, Big Diesel Gregory Kramer will debate about, will revisit a moment of the pages of professional wrestling history. Go back in time, if you will. <laughs> of course. Who knows? They might even go and meet Dusty. Who knows? <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <clears throat> then, of course, on Tuesday night from 9 to 11, of course, our Mothership Broadcast Revolution. Uh, we'll talk about the results of Monday Night Raw, and who knows what else. We'll bring up more wrestling news and views. 
history and birthdays, and who knows what else we'll talk about. And, and then, of course, our Triple Threat Wednesday. Uh, of course, uh, with, uh, it's, been, it's been getting uh, pretty good, uh, some pretty good talk. Uh, Wednesday evening, of course, at 6.30. I don't know, Michelle, if you've been hearing, the, hearing our newest show on Wednesday evening or not, called our entertainment show on uh, Wednesday evening from 6.30 to 7.30 called Outside the Ropes. It's our little entertainment show that we do now. Uh, just talk about this entertainment story. Um, sports, music, movies, stuff like that. Uh, it's nothing has to do with wrestling. It's just all different. Uh, it's just other forms of entertainment. Okay. So, so if you get an opportunity to come on, I'd like to come on sometime and give your thoughts about anything that we talk about on there, please feel free. Like I said, it's on at 6.30 every uh, Wednesday evening. Um, <clears throat> then, of course, Wrestling Debate follows that from 8 to 9, and then, of course, Revolution, of course, after that, and then, of course, Wolfpack on Thursday evening, and then, of course, right here, like, like right now, every Friday night, <clears throat> the Ultimate Revolution Party, as we always say. All righty. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, I guess we can go on right ahead. we still got plenty of time left to go. And I think Michelle is getting a little bit giddy. Uh, because, <laughs> <laughs> because she hasn't been on here for quite some time, and I know what she wants to do. She's getting a mighty, mighty giddy to do WWS Radio Network's favorite pastime. Dare I say it? Dare, dare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember what movie that came from? Yeah. Um, yeah. We all know. Yeah. That's a joke, JD. <laughs> um, no, John. That's what I. That's not where that came from. Um, I'll tell you what he I'll says do- in a minute. Wild and wicked fantasy matchups. He said the home run derby. John, it came from Blazing Saddles. Yes, this was on Australia tonight. Great movie. Yep. Or still my favorite scene of all time. Sitting around the campfire. Okay, I can do that. The sheriff is near. The sheriff is up. Ding. The sheriff is up. Ding. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. You got me started now, JD. I gotta finish it. As honorary chairman of the welcoming committee, it is my honor to present a flower. This a laurel. Floral, okay, floral, and handshake to our new. And you can say the rest of it. I don't give a Negro. <laughs> Thank you. I'm and gonna then <laughs> and then he goes, and then of course I gotta do this one. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> okay, okay, y'all, y'all, y'all got me. Okay, y'all got me. All right, all right. Michelle wants to do the matches. Right. I'm going to. We're going to hear her some. Hey, <clears throat> this is this is from JD. You might remember this old Saturday night skit about the guy that does the. Gyros, the gyro yep. plate. Hmm. You, you like the gyros, eh? Oh, there you go. Okay, and ladies and gentlemen, 
KNWO has left us. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I think we probably, I think we have got him. Oh, damn. Oh, boy. Michelle? Yes? Would you do the honors, please? Yes. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'll be back in a second. Okay. Tell him I'm. Tell him I am sorry. Tell, tell him that he was not here. I could, I was. I was asking. You know. You know. You know how to. Um, and I'll try to keep everything going here while as best I can. Uh, By the way, you know what, JD, like I said, step away for a minute. Uh, like I said, I, I, like I said we uh, <clears throat> welcome, like I said, Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds back on here with us as well. <clears throat> as well as, of course, like I said, our tag, our tag team, our our tag team news duo right here, King Ice, King and WWRT Smith, and the Iceman, JD, JD, Jerome. And, of course, on the chat box team, the Super Machine, John Gross. <clears throat> here, like I said, this is, like I said, these, like, these, these folks right here, plus some of our many other great folks who are proud members here of the WWS Radio Network team. Like I said, the, the, <clears throat> of course, I cannot leave out, like I said, the big IQ, Jeff Teeters, the JML Experience, Ronda Rush Wright, uh, Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer. <clears throat> of course, uh, also cannot leave out uh, um, Kendrick Lowdown Smith, also cannot leave out. Here are two recent um, two recent folks, uh, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, and also uh, <clears throat> uh, the last kicker herself, Anna Marie Rockenbach. Uh, these great folks right here, like I said, have made, made from the smallest to the biggest contributions and today's absolutely no difference. They have done everything they possibly can to make certain that these that these shows like that all these shows run smooth as silk. And I thank everyone for making every for making their contributions <clears throat> to the radio network. Like I said, that's why we've been been able to keep these going for quite some time. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Michelle, have you talked to him? He's not answering me yet. Okay. Well, he's I got him here, so I mean. Uh, Boy, well, I feel like a blame him. I should have asked him and see if he if anybody if he would have said something. And but um But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we always, like I said, do get along here. But there, there are, and I talked about this on our on our anniversary show back on, you know, the sixth of May. There are times that you know that we may not uh, we may not see eye to eye on certain things, but but you know, through a lot of talk and a lot of 
laughs and a lot of cries and all. We always try to make it up in any way, shape, or form. And that's why we've stayed together for so, for so, so long. So. Of course, one one man particular. Like I said, I trust everyone here. Michelle knows that. JD knows that. John knows that. And I don't. And they also know I don't take anything away from them when I say this. But there is one man that we can all trust with anything and everything going on around here. And one man that we wouldn't we wouldn't have it any other way than. This main man right here, and I'm referring to King NWO himself, Gerard T. Smith. Yep. Gerard, if you're listening, by all means, sir, if you are listening, and and I'm then I have three more people backing me up here. You are the heart and soul of this, and I made I made, and I'm being I'm being the the man here, I'm stepping up here. I am making a confession, as they say. I made a mistake. I'm accepting the responsibility. I'm, of course, in charge of this. I'm not taking anything away from anybody else here either. But I'm accepting responsibility. I'm the one that asked JD to do the plug because I did ask you and I thought you were had stepped away. I did not know you were still on. I am sorry. And I hope you will accept my forgiveness and I hope you will accept my apology. Regardless if it's here, Facebook, however you like to do it, it's up to you. I just I just hope you don't hold a grudge against me or or at least don't hold a grudge against JD because it's not his fault, it's primarily my fault. JD was just simply following. I asked him to do something. He just simply followed what I asked him to do. So. Ouch. I bet we need to do a small moment of silence for for us. I just feel like a blind heel right now. Because it's never, it's always never the same without him, without Gerard here. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what the sad part about it would be? I hate to say it here tonight. I really do. No, I'm not going to say it. I can't say it on the air. I'm not going to say it on the air. I'm not going to say it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm just going to burst into tears about this. No. I think I would have a good feeling about what I'm about to say, but I stopped right there. You can tell by the sound of my voice. (laughs) Okay. We try to regain my composure for a second, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen here. Michelle, sorry about that. Uh, has he responded to you, Michelle? Not yet. Okay. 
But I also feel if we go on doing the rest of this without him, then he's going to, it's going to make it that much worse. I just have to, Also coming up tomorrow after, tomorrow afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, from one to two p.m. on TalkShoe.com is, of course, is our review show of <clears throat> of, the, of all the shows in the WWS Radio Network. It is, of course, WWS Power Hour, and of course, my of course, Dice Fan Jerry Girardi will not be available tomorrow afternoon. Um, I will do my best, of course, to be here to have to have that to, to, to of course be home to take care of that. Uh, of course, we'll review, like I said, Raw Radio, uh, Wrestling Revisited, <clears throat> Outside the Ropes, uh, Wrestling Debate. Well, well, we didn't do a Wrestling Debate this, this week. That's right. Uh, and, of course, Revolution and also Wolfpack as well. Um, of course, we do. We, we, we actually will start off with, of course, the uh, pr- uh, prediction show for Extreme Rules. But we did do that um, as well. And I thought, I thought myself and Gerard and Bobby actually did a pretty good prediction show uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, but um, <clears throat> but nonetheless, like I said, we'll, we will definitely, like I said, have that tomorrow afternoon from 1 to 2. Uh, 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 Michelle or John, if you have an opportunity for a little bit tomorrow afternoon, if you can make it, pop on in. Uh, like I said, uh, we can have a... Well, just pray for me because I threw my back out yesterday and I'm supposed to go to this wrestling camp with Caleb to finish. Well, they're not finished, but to continue and hope and pray like hell I can make it. (laughs) Right, okay. But like I said, I mean, we do it every week, so at any time. Does everyone remember that everyone's always... Welcome to yeah, of course everyone is a part of the shows who can make it come on, but also, I end up doing outside the ropes by myself Wednesday evening. So I did have a guest pop on the chat box and I never found out who it was. <sighs> but um, um but of course like I said, uh <clears throat> Be sure to join us, like I said, tomorrow afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. for that. Like I said, for a review of, like I said, Raw Radio, Revolution, Wolfpack, uh, Wrestling Revisited Outside the Ropes. <clears throat> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. George, are you back? Yeah. Gerard, I am sorry. That was my call, and that was my mistake. I apologize. I accept that responsibility. I did not know you were still on. So, if you like to place that on anyone, you can place it on me. So, you can pop me with a keg of beer if you want to. <laughs> but I'm the one that made the call, and I'm sorry. 
had me worried there. But, uh, are we cool now? We are? Yeah, we're cool. Okay. Thank you. I love well, you, Gerard. We all love you, Gerard. That's and we all mean it too. Yep. Yep. That's something that nobody can take away from us. Well, we can go a little bit in overtime. How about it, guys? Anyone, everyone feel like doing that? Sounds good to me. I'm down. Okay. Yeah, we'll go. I think we'll go until about close to twenty after eleven thirty, something like that. We'll do that. That sounds good. Okay, we'll do that then. We'll go in a little revolution overtime here on Friday night. It's Friday night, so why not have a little party? Okay, to make up for our little downtime here. <clears throat> because I did promise fantasy matchups and that's what we're going to deliver. <clears throat> and look what made its way down. The wheel of shame. <laughs> okay. So the wheel has all of our names on it. Myself, Gerard, JD, um, Michelle, and John on it. And I will spin it, and of course, whoever whoever lands on first gets to do a match first. So everyone be thinking thinking of one, and we'll get it going. So here we go, guys. <clears throat> and the first one is John. Now, John, keep in mind, primarily number one, Michelle is on. Okay? Uh, yeah. You have to make it a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If not, it's suplexity time. Because remember, John, she's the only one who lives a lot closer to you than everybody else does. Okay, yes. I'll yes, I'll let her be the judge of this of this one. Uh, yeah, Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. Really? <laughs> oh, she does the massive Miz impression again. <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, and John, go ahead and be thinking about who you think will pull the win off in this. Um, and. Michelle, since I did mention you first, I might as well go ahead and ask you first your thoughts on his match, please. Um, I think I need to kick John's ass. You <laughs> said first on the rest as he thought the last couple nights, Michelle. Um, huh? The last few nights he thought of some doozies, too. Oh, he had some nice ones there, Michelle. I will, I will give him that. Uh, 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 uh. 
Yeah. He so puts two he of my favorites to... against each other. He does this shit to me every time. I mean, what the hell? Why didn't he just fucking make it Randy Orton against Roman Reigns? For that? <laughs> Fuck. I'm I'm going with Randy Orton. And John says all he has to say is Randy Orton. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts, RKO versus AJ Styles. RKO out of nowhere. (laughs) You know what? Sorry, Michelle. I'm going to say it. Styles Clash. (laughs) It's going to be a good match, though, but I mean, I just think AJ... JD, go to your room. I am. <laughs> hey, let me ask, ask y'all real quick. Could we see something like that down the road, though? Yes. Yeah, uh, I read Michelle it. Michelle was just talking about it. Randy well, Orton tweet, tweeted it. He's like, I'm glad. Did? He tweeted it. He's like, I'm glad AJ Styles is in WWE. Now he can get a, uh RKO out of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that match. I'm looking forward to it. I'm saying Norton here, too. I'm definitely saying Norton. Yes. Uh, uh, John, uh, good match. That's almost (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, So, John, uh, for right now, you're off the wheel, so you're okay. But you might have another opportunity to I don't know if the word redeem yourself would work here. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I will spin it again, and let's see who will go next. Okay, the next one on the spot is JD. All right, I got a good one. Let's and go. JD, the battle of here. This is a good one. <laughs> You're gonna love, you're gonna love me for this one. Let's go with Ted DiBiase versus Seth Rollins. Which Ted DiBiase? The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. The original, the original one. Yeah. How the versus... hell are we gonna love you for this one? Because you got two guys, however, who are great heels, but they're going one on one with each other. One has the million dollar belt, however, and Rollins is trying to get the million dollar belt. That's why. Yeah, right. How the hell are we? Oh, this this sucks. This is like lava. I don't know. I, I, it could have been uh, worse. I could have made Michelle happy and picked Charlotte versus someone else, though, but I held off and didn't want to bite my tongue on this one. Uh, you bit your tongue off on this one. But... <laughs> <laughs> JB, I can't wait to hear who you pick for this match. Uh, well, you know what? I'm sorry to disappoint you two, but you know what? Everybody has a price, and it's the Million Dollar Man staying with his title. Oh, Lord, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gerard, your thoughts here? The original Million Dollar Man versus Seth Eppin Rock. Uh, Seth! Fucking Rollins. <laughs> John, we need matches the Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biasi versus Seth Rollins. 
Uh, Michelle, your thoughts on J.D. Finch? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I have to agree with <laughs> my brother from another Seth fucking Rollins. <laughs> and John says he has to say the same thing too. Uh, and uh, and so will I. So there you go. Uh, as I say, enough said. There you go. John says he's sorry, JD. That's all right. <laughs> okay, but not bad match, JD. Okay. No. Uh, I don't, okay. All right. So so it's down so far. I know me, Gerard, and Michelle. So. So here we go. Let's see who goes next here. The next one is... Wait a minute. It's stuck. Hold on a second. It's... Wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Here we go. Well, what do you know? It's me. I get to go next. Huh. Okay. Well, let's see here. Hmm. Uh, okay, this is going to be a tag team match. <clears throat> and I am going to pit, and this is going to be kind of interesting, but I am going to pit Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy, the Fabulous Freebirds, versus Lex Luger and Buff Bagwell, totally buff. Hmm. And I will go and give my answer. Uh, this is going to be a tough one to call. Uh, but surprisingly enough, and I will have to consider this an upset, I'm totally buff. But I say that because, but I say in an upset, they would win. <clears throat> because obviously, it would be like said, because Buff Bagwell's involvement in that team. Uh, are your thoughts here on the Freebirds versus Totally Cut? Gerard, are you still there, sir? Okay, I'll, have to, I'll come. I'll come back to him. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Michelle, your thoughts here on this tag match: the Fabulous Freebird, Michael Hayes, and Terry Gordy versus Totally Buff, Lex Luger, and Buff Bagwell. Um, I'm going with the free birds because I'm not a fan of Lex Luger. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and before I go to JD, I will double check one more time. Gerard, are you still here with us, sir? I still have him on. I want to make sure. Okay. I'll double check again here shortly. Uh, JD, your thoughts here on this tab match, the free birds versus totally buffed. Free birth Fantasia. Okay. Uh, John, your thoughts here? 
the you know, fabulous Freebirds versus uh, Lex Luger and Buff Bagwell, totally Buff. John's going with the Freebirds, and just coming in a little bit late. Uh, I just have to notice here is our own here, uh, uh, the lowdown himself, Kendrick Smith, is popping on here with us. Uh, hey there, Kendrick. We're doing a few little fantasy matchups here, bud. Uh, hi. What's up? Not as much. Uh, Gerard, are you back on with us, sir? Yes. I okay. Am. Okay. My tag team. My tag team match was uh, Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy, the Freebirds versus Lex Luger and Buff Bagwell, totally buffed. The Freebirds. Okay. Uh, and uh, also, Gerard Kendrick has also made it on the line as well. Hey, Kendrick. What's up? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Just working. Yeah. And you can listen on in here, uh, uh, Kendrick. Uh, Gerard, and, Gerard and Michelle are still the only two left to pick fantasy matchups here. So uh, they will go next. <clears throat> and instead of spinning the wheel, I've been told to flip a coin. So, uh, Gerard, call it heads or tails. I call it body. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I call it... I call it heads. Call it heads, okay. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. That was that was a bad flip. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, it's a redo, a redo. It wasn't like a redo, okay? Redo. Wait a minute. Y'all, I can't flip a coin with a with a with a flipping darn. Worth a flipping darn. That's right. That's sad, ain't it? That's just plain sad. But anyway, <clears throat> Gerard, it landed on heads. So Gerard, you get to go first. And then Michelle, you go after Gerard. So let's see what you got. All right.
uh, Carl Anderson. I almost forgot his name, but uh, <laughs> they are going to a yeah, fridge fried fridge fridge fried. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, they're going to go against. Uh, damn it! I had it in my mind. I can't. Remember. Oh wait, wait, wait. They're going to go against. Lucha Underground. They're going to go against... And now these names are different, but... Uh, Johnny Moon... Mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio. PJ Black. And... Jekyll Jackson. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was in Lucha Underground. Well, he was for the first season. I don't. I don't think he's in there now. But he he was in there for the first season. Oh, yeah. Okay. They burned him. They burned him with a cigar. And he was wearing an eye patch for a couple matches. Oh, holy! Yeah. Oh, shit. Underground, 
Uh, I'm gonna go with the team of Stone Cold and Triple H because they got that uh, they got that star power on there, and uh, the club obviously because they got chemistry. So the club. So. Yeah, Kendrick will take a trip to the club too. And Kendrick, you take a trip to the club. Mention Gerard's name. Free drinks. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Anyway, here, here's what I'm talking about. And like I said, Bobby brought to my attention, and I want to give everyone to some takes on this. Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> women's flying around that he may go come back to the WWE. Is it true or not? False. Let me ask you this question. Is it true or not? No. It's not true? No. Okay. I, I don't know where he heard it. Apparently he heard it from somewhere. He told me this two days ago. Uh, I heard that, uh, that shit. I heard that he was coming to TNA, but not WWE. So it was TNA? Yeah. It wasn't WWE. Okay. Where he got that from, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he was watching TNA. Maybe he got that confused. I don't know. But he said he, said he heard something about that possibility. But yeah, I don't, I don't think... I don't think... I think there's bad blood between him and Vince. So I don't know. But I, heard oh, he the, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that either. Huh. Yeah, well. Okay. You know how it is with <laughs> oh, Yeah, well. He can do that to anybody. Okay, well, I just want to throw that out. Okay. But, although I wouldn't mind seeing him back for another go, but I mean, that, that's just my... But I, I just thought I'd throw that, ask that question. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all very much. Michelle, if you please... Um, I'm going to do one for Gerard, and I'm going to do, um, shit, I forgot what I was going to do. Um, no, I didn't. Um, oh, my God. Yes, I did forget. What the hell is his name? Oh, The Miz. The Miz. Taking on uh, Kurt Henning. Ooh, that's a shocking one. Battle of the IC <laughs> Battle of the IC champions. Wow. Heel versus heel. That would be a, mm, a great contest, Michelle. Your match. Your thoughts. John, Michelle's match is The Miz versus Kurt Henning. Michelle, your thoughts on your match, please. Um, I would so love to see this match if Henning was still alive because uh, I think they would have major in-ring chemistry. Um, but my choice is the one and only Mr. Perfect because I absolutely adore that man. Okay. And John is agreeing with you. He's also saying, Mr. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts for the Miz versus Kurt Henning? A tribute, a tribute match to usual by Michelle. Yes. Well, I am perfect, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect yeah. one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that, too. Yes, indeed. And I can yes. spit my gum out and hit it like he does, so it's all good. 
Uh, I'd freaking choke before I could even spit it out of my mouth. Oh, shut up. No, never mind. Move on. <laughs> that part about me is I swallowed it. So there you go. Anyway, JD, uh, your thoughts here, the Miz versus Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. Oh, that's a no-brainer. Come on. I mean, the Miz is awful. He's got a French blonde whore in Maurice Hart. <laughs> Kurt Henning, however, has the perfect manager in Ravishing Rick Rude. Enough said. Okay. And, uh, uh, Kendrick, your thoughts here, the Miz versus Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning? I'm going to go with Mr. Perfect. Ooh, out the way he said that. Ooh, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like that. I like that. Well, guys, like I said, we can... Uh, just say we we'll go to eleven thirty. We got about maybe uh, thirteen more minutes. I got one. Uh, okay. Uh, wait a minute, JD. We gotta do it. Do it. The wheels. The wheel will say so. The wheels making the comeback. The, the wheels. Well, saying Kendrick still, didn't do still, one in the first round. Actually, you know, yeah, let Kendrick do the one in the first round. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. 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 And, and I think that's why the wheel. I think that's why the wheel left. The wheel went to add Kendrick's name. Yes. Whoa, Kendrick. The wheel is psychic. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel is psychic. Because it left after you came on. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, now it's back. Everybody's on here now. Everybody that's here is on. So, Okay. <clears throat> okay, here we go here. One more time. Oh, so it went bankrupt. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first one is the scale. Oh, my lord, the show is the first this time. <laughs> Shit. Um, I'm sorry, the scale doesn't lie. Okay, I got it. Tag team. Ooh. Uh, WWE versus TNA. Ooh. Oh, Gerard, you're gonna love me for this, Gerard. Actually, I'm gonna. I hate myself for this. I'm gonna kick myself in the ass, but I really would like to do this match. But uh, Harlem Heat versus Gerard Nye's boys. Beer money. Oh, 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 oh my goodness! Harlem Heat versus Beer. Absolutely, yeah. would blow the roof off the arena. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Michelle, your thoughts on your match? Um. I'm the one that needs to go to my room and needs my ass kicked right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say draw. Okay. Your choice. You say draw. Okay. Gerard, your thoughts here? Harlem Heat versus Beer Money. What do you want now? Michelle's, <laughs> Michelle's tag team match. It's Harlem Heat versus Beer Money. Michelle's already declared in the draw. Your your thoughts now, please. Wow. We have yeah. beer. We have a hangover. That sounds like a party to me. 
But I'm going with beer money. Uh, John is also saying beer money. Uh, JD, your thoughts here? Harlem Heat versus beer money? BM 2.0. Really? Yeah, beer money 2.0. Oh. That's what I said. Kendrick, your thoughts here? Harlem Heat versus beer money. I'm going to go with the team of Booker T and his brother, Stevie Ray. Oh, okay, 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 all right. And, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess this would blow the roof off the arena. Uh, uh, this would go This would go about a good 20 minutes, I think. Multiple pinfalls. In. I got to go with Michelle. I got to say a draw on this, too. It's a hard choice. I got to say a draw. Great match, Michelle. Excellent match. <clears throat> okay, here we go, guys. Well, okay. Uh, <clears throat> and number next up is JD. You're next. All right, here we go. We're going to go with an eight-man tag specialty here. Hey, that's not your specialty, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but it's yours especially. But this is going to be a good one. You're going to love it. We'll it's going to be. You know, it's going to be real good. Paul, Nash, Steiner, Norton on one side versus, let's see. I don't like where this is going. Samoa Joe, Roman, Oh, God. Uh, let me think here. Hold on. I'm not done yet, though. Uh, we're going to go with KO. And then, for good measure, we'll throw in another big guy. Let's see. In the form of... Well, we've had Rollins in a match already, so we can't use him again. Uh, let's use uh, a pretty good old-school uh, guy here. Nikita Koloff. Holy, holy cow. Yep. Uh, and, J.D., uh, first off, choose, number one, choose carefully, and number two, yeah. your, your, your decision on your match, please. Oh, it's easy. Hall, Nash, Norton, Steiner. Good choice. Excellent choice. Yeah, I would agree. Gerard, your your thoughts on uh, uh, JD's big uh, man? Team NWO for life. Michelle, your thoughts on JD's big man? Well, I agree. I mean, JD had me sold on the other team, so he said Roman Reigns. But yeah, so NWO. Yes, uh, John, uh, JD, your thoughts on JD's eight-man tag? By the way, it was his birthday the other day, Michelle. Hmm. It was his birthday, I believe. It was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Who? Roman. Oh well, didn't he do that? I'll send him a gift. <laughs> John is. John, John is saying the in, saying Team NWO, 
And Kendrick, your thoughts on this uh, eight-man tag of JD's? I'm going to go with the team of Roman Reigns. Kendrick, you do you not love me no more, Kendrick? Kendrick Kendrick doesn't love me no more. I do love you. I'm I'm going with Team NWO here before I get myself in hot water, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big turkey that's trying to get in a big cooking pot either, so there you go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right. And John is is for John's asking to squash Kendrick and yell bonsai. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Okay. Let's see. We are down to let's see. Michelle and J D is done there, so now it's down to Gerard, John, Kendrick, and me. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> And is, next up is Kendrick. You are a I'm going to go with uh, hmm. Kofi Kingston versus Shelton Benjamin in a ladder match. Ooh. That's a good one there. I like that one. That's a great one. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, your thoughts on that match? Kobe Keith versus Shelton Benjamin in a ladder match. Your thoughts, sir, Kendrick? Uh, I'm going to go with Shelton Benjamin. Go with Shelton Oh, okay. Gerard, uh, Kofi versus Shelton Benjamin in a ladder match. I'm going with Kofi. Okay, okay, Michelle. Uh, Kofi versus Shelton in a, in a uh, ladder match. Gosh, that's really tough because, like, they both, you know, I don't know. They both bring out the big guns and they, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Kofi, too. Okay, okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, JD, your thoughts here? Kofi versus Shelton in a ladder match. Kofi. And I'll, I'll I'll be right back. Excuse me. I'll be right back. Okay. All right, Michelle. Uh, John is also saying the same thing. He's saying Kofi. And I'm also going to say the same thing, too. Uh, great match there, uh, uh, Kendra. Thank you very much there. All right, Gerard, John, and myself are the last three remaining here. Uh, we might go a little past 11.30, but that's all right here. We're going a little bit uh revolution overtime here this, this weekend. So it's the holiday weekend, too, so we can do that. So okay. Memorial Day weekend, so that's okay. Here we go here. Gerard, John, stand by here, and myself. Here we go. The next man is John. John is next. You're on the chopping block there, bud. Let's see what you got. And Gerard, me and you will do the heads and tails thing again to see who will go after John. So. Remember, John, remember who's home here with us tonight. So, <laughs> make it a good thing.
Okay, he is setting up here, guys. He's going to recreate a match from Survivor Series in 2003. Okay. All right, John. We get we get that now. Okay. Oh, I see what he's doing. Okay, okay. What he's doing is a, it's an actual match from Survivor Series 2003, but it's a different stipulation is what he's doing. Okay, here it is. It is the match from Survivor Series 03 between Undertaker and Vince McMahon, but instead of a buried alive match, it's now a hell on a cell. Hmm. <laughs> And, John, um, your thoughts on who would pull this off, which may not be a surprise as to who would, but your thoughts, please. And while you do that, I'll start asking everyone around the panel. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts here? Uh, what? Um, and, and Gerard, John wants you to say the those infamous three words about his his recreation of this match from Survivor Series 03, what he did. Um, what he did was it was Undertaker versus Vince McMahon from Survivor Series 03, but instead of a buried alive match, it's now a hell in a snow match. I'm back. All right, thank you, Michelle. All right, we can do that. Uh, need beer now? No, wait, that's not the three <laughs> words you were looking for. But uh, holy fucking shit! <laughs> yeah, that's what I said when I read this. <laughs> Uh, and your thoughts on his match, Gerard? The Undertaker. Okay. Michelle, just to explain, since you just got back on, I will explain what John did here. Is he, he, he brought up an actual match, but he, re, he, he redid the stipulation for the match. Basically what he did. Trying to do other way, dude. Okay, okay. Um, I'm sure, Michelle, you remember Undertaker versus Vince McMahon from Survivor Series 2003. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, instead of being instead of it being a buried alive match, he he made it a hell in the cell match. Oh. So your thoughts on what would be the outcome of that if of 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 a, this is now a hell in the cell match? Um, The Undertaker. J.D., your thoughts on this recreation of the Survivor Series 03 match? I'm saying the dead man. Okay. Kendrick, your thoughts here on John's recreation of the Undertaker-McMahon match? Uh, Undertaker. Okay. Uh, And what, and, and John is saying here, and this is his words, guys, he's, I still say he ought to be a, just, he ought to be a, a, an announcer for WWE. And Kendrick had to leave us here, so uh, we thank Kendrick for coming on here tonight. Uh, but John's saying, 
The Undertaker throws Vince off the top of the cage, and then Vince gets to the cell. The Undertaker chokes him and Vince through the roof of the cell. Kane's going to interfere to try to help Vince out again, but Taker chokes him and tombstones him too. <laughs> okay. Okay. He has some. He has a hell of an imagination. <laughs> do you see that in him, JD? What's that? Does he have? Do you think he has a? Do you think he has a pretty decent imagination? Oh yeah, he oh. does. At times, yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Gerard, I will do the heads tails thing in in three minutes. I have to take care of one more thing. Uh, if you don't mind, sir, this time, please take care of the plug. I will be right back. All right, we're gonna plug this up like a bath bathtub full of water. One seven two four 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 seven four four four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound, press one, and you can talk to any of us right now. For only nine ninety nine. For eleven ninety nine. Fuck it. There's taxes. I know. And if you want me to talk thirty to you, it's twenty ninety nine. Sorry. It's Canada, I tell you. Hey, bye. <laughs> and I'm wearing my rubber boots right now. Oh, 
god. Oh wait, I got a I got a thing. You know that that thing that used to be like uh uh like candy bar ninety nine cents. Uh pack <laughs> of beer nine ninety nine. No sleep fucking priceless. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute, you were going to say SummerSlam too. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right, folks. Tune in this summer, August twenty-first, to SummerSlam. <laughs> and stay tuned to August fourteenth because Gerard gets an early birthday present from the Iceman yet again. That's right. Uh-oh. And then Wednesday, I'm doing. Revolution on my birthday, so it's gonna be Gerard T. Smith's fucking birthday week. <laughs> Watch yes. out! Yes, it will. Yes, it will. <laughs> Raising chaos and fighting havoc. <laughs> Count how many swear word he does. <laughs> <laughs> have the swear jar ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm broke. No. <laughs> <laughs> the swear jar will be donated to the beer fund. <laughs> you mean you mean it'll be donated to get Gerard to the beer store? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed SmackDown last night. What? I didn't see SmackDown last night. I didn't see SmackDown either. I forgot about it and got drunk, so... It's whatever. It's like, get drunk or watch SmackDown. Ah, fuck it. Get drunk. <laughs> it always wins. I tell you. <laughs> but I just found out today, I get to deliver a paper to the beer store. I'm so happy. <laughs> the fucking beer store is on my paper route. That's awesome. I was like, I'll drop into the beer store. Deliver them a paper, pick up a six pack, and deliver the rest of my papers. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if the company's gonna like that, but whatever. I'll thank you, Gerard, for uh, uh, keeping keeping the momentum going. I do appreciate that, guy. Thank you very much. It's pretty good that you probably didn't hear half of what I just said. <laughs> well. I'll probably listen to it the recording later, so that's okay. <laughs> but of course, our fans will listen to it as well, and Gregory will probably post it in the radio archives page. So, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but uh, and speaking of which, uh, guys, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Gerard, me, and you are the only two left with a match, and like I said, we will decide, of course, with the old nickel flip, as they say. I said nickel, not nipple. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what's a nipple flip? Is that something new? 
Michelle, what is that? No, <laughs> oh, don't ask me. I have no freaking idea. <laughs> <that shit. laughs> okay, yeah. Good, good, yeah. Good, good, good. Okay. Anyway, do our heads or is it tails? I say tails. Oh, you are taking the tails this time? Oh. Gerard, forgive me, my friend, but some of reason, the blame thing landed on heads. The trick nickel. I'm going to shoot it, Gerard. I'm going to shoot All it. All right. Go ahead. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to trust this nickel. I don't trust this nickel. But, uh, you can go or I can go, whichever one you want to do. Yeah, you can go ahead. Okay. I'll go then. Okay. I don't trust you anymore, Nickel. You did that. That's that's bad. I thought you were a magic nickel. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here with my final next mention of the night, Revolution Overtime here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh all of them? Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Uh, let's see here. Yeah, let's put. Hmm. Shit. Sorry. Well, no, I don't want to put that in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let it hit the fan. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry. I can't. <laughs> Okay, get a hold of yourself here. Get a hold of yourself. Okay. Uh, okay, this, this kind of inspired me. Earlier tonight I was telling John I was watching a match on YouTube that I actually posted it in the uh, in the um, video vault, and y'all might get a y'all might get a real good treat in looking at it. Um, I'm gonna do another tag team match, and <clears throat> you you you're gonna love it. Um, this is match is gonna be Kurt Henning and Rick Rude versus the British Bulldog and Bret Hart. Ooh. Yeah, the match I'm referring to was a match that was done back <laughs> in the end of March of '98 on Monday Nitro. It was Kurt Henning versus the British Bulldog. It came. It came. Uh, it was a WCW pay per view where Kurt Henning wrestled Bret Hart. I think Bret Hart won the match at the pay per view. Then see Kurt Henning wrestled the British Bulldog on Monday Nitro, and then all of a sudden, uh, Rick Rude was at ringside, and he went and did a little bit of commentary, and he went back to ringside, and then the whole all in, all the NWO started beating up all over the British Bulldog, and Bret Hart started beating up all over. The entire NWO. So, so anyway, anyway, my my tag match is like I said, Kurt Henning and Rick Rude versus the British Bulldog and Bret Hart. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts on this tag team? It's a perfect Rude. 
okay to be perfect and rude at the same time, Gerard? Is that right? I think so. It was a tag team. Yeah, that's right. Perfect yeah. and rude. Yeah. But I was just asking, is it perfect? Is it okay to be perfect and rude at the same time, though, right? Well, yes, it is. I always am. Oh, there you go. Hey. What a, not a bad combo there, bud. Not a bad combo. Michelle, your thoughts on this tag match? Um, I agree with Gerard. Okay. J.D., your thoughts here are Kurt Henning and Rick Rude versus British Bulldog and Bret Hart. I want to take Rude in uh, Henning. Okay. Uh, and like I said, Kendrick had to leave us. Uh, John is actually going probably going to be the only holdout. He actually says Bret Hart and the Bulldog. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm going to actually say Rude and Henning as well. This, but uh, it's, it would be a tremendous matchup. The four great competitors. It's a darn shame that the only one out of the four is still alive is Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. That's that's sad, ain't it? That's very sad. Yeah, I miss those guys. You know that. All right, King and W.O. Close it out for us. Let's see what you got. Alrighty then, uh, we should have. <clears throat> we should have, uh, We should have a party. <laughs> we should have a party. Yeah, I think I already had one, but uh, that's that's what we should have. A, an eight-man battle. Yes, that's right. Uh, and the first four men are Brock Lesnar, Billy Gunn, Ooh. Kevin Nash, Ooh. <laughs> and And Randy Orton. Oh, I love you, Gerard. <laughs> they are going to be against... <clears throat> they are going to be against... Uh... Uh, the social outcast. Uh. 
Slobber <laughs> knocker. I will pick my team. My team will be Team Team Big Sexy.
night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.